stress out how thankful I am for you to be here. You know, I know that you have a very, very busy schedule. Tell me about your day, by the way. First, tell me about your day. Well, my day was, like I said earlier, it's busy because I'm trying to accomplish like all of my work related mm -hmm. stuff this week so that I can enjoy the next two weeks just enjoying the holidays. Nice. Um, but today specifically, it was just me trying to catch up with, well, basically I have a full-time job and then mm -hmm. I also have a part-time job mm. and then I have my podcast. So all of my days <laughs> just is like divided into those three um, aspects of my work. And so it's sort of just the same routine, but I feel like there's just an internal pressure that I'm putting on myself because mm -hmm. I want everything done by the end of this week. But yeah, it, it's been good. It's been good. And how's your day? My day was busy. Um, by the way, I want to ask you first, what is your job if you don't mind, mind me asking? And what is the sideline, the part-time job, and what is the full-time job? Yeah, okay. So I think I'm just going to mention it since we're talking about jobs. I basically was supposed to study med school. Okay. Um, my pre-med was biochemistry. I graduated in 2019. Uh -huh. And that was just a few months right before the pandemic started. And unfortunately, when the pandemic started, I was like, okay, I don't think med school is something that I can do right now. Mm. Because I wasn't like mentally capable of like learning online and i wanted to make sure that i would actually learn and i just didn't think that <laughs> i know exactly the online what class you mean. wasn't for me yeah and so i i took like four months to decide and accept that i'm gonna push i'm gonna press pause on it and then i decided to get a job and funny enough my job right now is in marketing and so <laughs> that's what i do i've been with a marketing agency for over a year now and i think it was only in april this year that yeah. i decided to get um, a part-time job because i just wanted like more income and uh -huh. so yeah that's basically what i have going on mm, nice marketing what kind of product marketing um i do content marketing so it's mostly about writing oh nice okay and what is the part-time job um i'm actually a virtual assistant oh, this is actually cool okay wait I'm a virtual assistant yeah. and the guy, my boss is based in Germany uh -huh. and I found it really cool because what he's sort of trying to build for his business is all about holistic gamification. And that is where if the you know, like my podcast, it's all about, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's basically like working with my boss um, uh -huh. in that part-time job. That's really what helped me just further understand and appreciate the whole concept of gamification and i feel like that helped me a lot in terms of what i wanted my podcast to be like mm -hmm. and so so far it's 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 sort of like a nice um tie into everything like everything overlaps with each other if that makes sense yeah, yeah. and one like different lessons that i've learned from my one job i can take it and apply it to another job or to my podcast and so that's why i'm just like really enjoying it even though it does get stressful in terms of like time management i'm really mm -hmm. having a good time so I'm, I'm grateful for that too that's nice that's nice it's nice to do something that you really love it sounds cliche but it's a cliche for a reason right yeah to the people yeah. who doesn't understand the term gamification can you please define that Okay. In the simplest so my way. Yeah. Personal definition. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My personal definition of gamification is taking any gaming element, whatever it is that you normally see in a video yeah. game, and, and then just applying that to something else that's not part of a video game. 
if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So people tend to use this in school to yeah. make learning more fun. That's what's mm -hmm. like that's a, a teaching method that some teachers have adopted. Some people apply it to their marketing. When it comes to their website designs, they try to have like little rewards that pop up or um, it sort of incentivizes people to purchase things and they, they get more points, um, something like that. It makes a lot of sense. And it's actually a very, very effective way of marketing as well, right? Mm -hmm. I yeah. think so, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It's not really far away from what from what I do right now. I do advertising as well. I do marketing, but I market myself. Um, uh -huh. Just like what I said, I actually, I didn't mention that, but I actually somehow, I didn't lose my job, but somehow I wasn't able to go back to work. So I, I decided to do freelancing. And I found out that most of the companies that, it's, it's because I'm older, it's, it's very odd when most of the companies that you don't like are the ones that are hiring you and the ones that that you like are the ones that are you know turning you down so i decided why not um make my own you know um and i started my own little business online with no money at all so i do voiceovers um and i create um advertising videos a little bit of animations here and there but i didn't i basically everything that i learned i learned online and I did my podcast as well, but I'm not making any money from from my podcast. By the way, how long have you been doing your podcast? Oh, I only launched in October. Oh, OK. <laughs> you have around 15 episodes, right? I have my 12? eighth episode came oh, uh, out yesterday. OK, <laughs> I think I listened to four episodes. Yeah. OK, thank you. <laughs> no, no problem. You know, it's a pleasure. And yeah, and please tell us more about your um, podcast. The influence of it, yes, it's for, for influenced by a video game, but it's more than that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely more than that. Um, ever since I was a kid, mm -hmm. I, I knew that I wanted to do something. Um, and by do something, I meant, in hindsight, it, it was really referring to content creation. But as uh -huh. a child, I was highly influenced by the shows that I was watching, like on <laughs> Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network. And so a part of me was really interested in that. And as I grew up, um, I've always been like an outgoing person. I enjoy talking to people and I mm -hmm. also enjoy talking in front of people. So like those are little things that I got into, especially in college. And um, I didn't do anything podcast related until 2020, though, because throughout this entire time, I just knew it was an interest. It mm -hmm. was sort of just a passion project, but I never really got serious about executing on it or preparing for it until the pandemic happened. And the reason <laughs> for that is like most as most people have experienced, like the pandemic really made us rethink about like what we want to spend our time on and what else we can do inside our homes. And I guess it was also because I got a job last year. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm finally earning money for myself. I can start buying things without having to ask my parents for help. And so I was like, okay, how do I want to like spend my money? And one of those things was like, why don't I, you know, finally start investing in a podcast and by investing i didn't really mean like equipment wise yeah. right away uh -huh. i just knew that okay i think i'm more capable now of actually creating something 
but I didn't know yet what it was supposed to be because I knew I wanted to, I knew I wanted to talk. I mm. knew that I enjoyed talking about personal development, um, self-help stuff, but I didn't <clears throat> actually understand what branding meant. I didn't know how I could like stand out because a lot of people have podcasts already. And a lot of people oh started podcasting during the pandemic. Right. Yeah. And so like, those were the things that I had to think about. And like I said earlier, I feel like a lot of the things that I had to go through really tied in together yeah. because one, I got a marketing job. I, I had no background in marketing or business whatsoever, <laughs> but because of my job and because, because of like my boss who was willing to train me, I learned so much about storytelling. I learned so much about how to really connect with people online. Cool. And that took me, yeah, that took me like over a year to really embrace and really um, enjoy learning about. And so that was one. And once I started um, earning more money, like I said earlier, I got a part-time job that really helped me um, <laughs> like save up not only like for emergency funds, but also like my little things that I wanted to buy. And so that was another thing that I had to wait for that only happened this year. And so it was sort of like this slow process of trying to, it's like laying down a foundation first and then building on top of that. And um, once I realized, okay, I have, you know, um, I'm financially capable of investing in equipment, which is something that I actually need to start a <laughs> podcast. I was like, okay, let's be serious about this. And when I told myself, okay, I'm going to be serious about it. But mm -hmm. then now the question is, what am I going to talk about? Because <laughs> again, I really, I really didn't know. Like yeah. I, my ideas in the past at the time, I thought they were super great. But then in hindsight, I was like, yeah, I probably wouldn't have done much with that, like with that niche, with that. I actually didn't have a niche before. And so it was like another, I think, three to four months of just discerning on what I really wanted to do and what kind of messages I wanted to share within this podcast. Yeah. And again like i i met my part-time uh, my boss for my part-time job and since he was specializing in like gamification i was mm -hmm. like wow that's really interesting Why not do that? and yeah. it wasn't <laughs> just in that part-time job that i learned about gamification i also learned about it in my full-time job um that was sort of like the spark that it 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 tingle um it's sort of i don't know like i just really became curious about gamification in itself and so I had my full-time job, I had mm -hmm. my part-time job. And then also as something that I do to de-stress, I, I play a lot of video games. I play <laughs> a lot of online games that I just really enjoy. And it has kept me relatively sane over the pandemic. It gave me something to do. And just doing these three things relatively simultaneously, I started to realize like, I, I noticed the games that I was playing and I realized like there were some things there that I, I did actually learn, not just about like personal develop personal development in general, but how I acted. Okay. Because I used to get frustrated whenever I would die in a video game what or game I would just is get so annoyed. Specifically? A lot. Uh, a lot of games. <laughs> a lot of okay. games. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of games. Like I've played so many within the past year mm -hmm. just because I had more time. <laughs> um, and I don't know, like when I noticed the games that I was playing, 
And then when I paid more attention to what I was learning in my jobs, I that's sort of when everything clicked in my head. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I enjoy playing video games. And I realized that there are lessons that we can that I can take Absolutely. that I have learned Absolutely. from my video games. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what if this is the exact same thing that I talk about on this podcast? And so I didn't say yes to that idea right away because I was like, what if people don't understand the concept the way I do? Like, will I be able to deliver the messages in a way that it's relatable and it's understandable for multiple people? And so that's something that I also had to figure out. And yeah. mm-hmm. I just started like listing down, like, what were the games that I played? What were the lessons that I learned from those games? And I was like, well, I saw a list of things that I've learned. And I was like, that's quite a lot. And I, could, I think I could actually do this. And so once I was sort of confident in um, the idea of me, myself, uh-huh. talking uh-huh. about gaming and personal <laughs> development in one, I was like, okay, I'm going to go all in. Let's freaking do this. Like I, I already bought the equipment. There's no going back anymore. <laughs> I have to use it. Yeah. And so I just, I just went for it. And it was actually a huge mental challenge as well, because I don't know about you, but I personally had to overcome my fear of putting wow. myself out there. Okay. Because like, obviously as people that create podcasts or any form of content once you post something online it's there forever you can't control <laughs> yeah you it's there forever and yeah. you can't control how the other reactions people would receive it. absolutely yeah, exactly yeah yeah and i was like i had to mentally prepare myself for that because i mm-hmm. know that not everyone is going to agree i know that some people might find it silly or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i again it's just going back to that why and I just had I had to remind myself over and over again. I'm still reminding myself of that right now. Um, but I don't know. I'm just really glad that I got to do it and that I'm currently doing it right now. Exactly. Um, I've enjoyed the process. I've enjoyed. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I think that's just the most important part, like enjoying what you're learning, even Absolutely. though you're not the best yet or yeah. even though you make <clears throat> mistakes, as long as you're having fun, then why not? that's that's a very very good mindset to start something like this especially the podcast industry or radio satellite or radio in general there's no way that you can be better than anybody else especially at this time and age of course you're gonna have your own listeners you're gonna have your own audience look at the page podcast ph everybody's doing their own thing you know and if you start having the mentality of okay i want to be able to become famous or I, I want to put my stuff out there and I want people to like it. You know, that's a wrong way to start. Just put it out there. You know, um, yeah. me, I convince myself if five people or 10 people are going to download my, 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 my episode or maybe two, if it can have two people in my room, that that's great. If it can have one person there right now, download, downloaded, my my episode and have it listen maybe maybe five minutes in or maybe 10 seconds or 15 seconds or a minute um at least i had one person the the main the main thing that i have was when i get older a lot older i can always go back to this and i would somehow see the people that i met online and the conversation that were what that we made 
and I can show this to my grandkids. And, you know, this is my story. I had a conversation with that person and that person. Is it a big deal? Maybe for not, I mean, maybe not for other people, but for me it is because that's my life. I'm putting myself out there, you know? So really, you know, because if your aim really is to make money, which is good, by the way, that that's great intentions to make money and to become popular. Popularity means traffic. Traffic means money, income and uh, sponsorships. Great. God bless you. But of course, I just started mine during pandemic. Um, so if if I look at the podcast PH page, I would tell myself, you know what? I started my, my, my own thing with the, good, with the correct intentions of not really doing this for popularity, you know, because uh, really um, it's, it's not a good motivation to start. And also, um, you mentioned about starting and having that fear of people not being able to listen to, 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 to your podcast. But to be honest with you, your topic, your, your niche, your... your um, I think your theme for, for video gaming is very broad. I can actually see what do you ever see yourself maybe in the future broadcasting yourself live and talking about video games and broadcasting yourself live on, on Facebook or uh, YouTube, you know, because that's your g generation right now. You know, people just go ahead and record themselves for, for two hours, not even worrying about what they say, you know, just playing video games there. And there you go. They have a green screen behind them and the money starts pouring in. You know, do you see yourself doing that or are you going to stick with um, the, the theme that you have right now, which is, you know, um, games and being able to somehow um, transcend that into an energy called, called life? I honestly don't know. Like, I've thought about streaming in the past, but yeah. I because I watch a bunch of streamers and I've considered it but mm -hmm. like right now I don't think it's something I can handle because the time and the effort that people put into doing that um it's a lot and considering everything else that I have going on like with work I mm -hmm. just don't think I'll be able to handle it yeah but we'll see we'll see what happens I think that's gonna be good for you you know you have to understand I I, I Maybe this is a wrong thing. Uh, the, the, maybe this is a, a wrong thing to say, but you have to. We have to admit, you know. Oh, do you hear that? the The world is vapid. The world is vapid. People like to see an attractive face in front of a camera, and they think you're that person. You know, <laughs> really? Oh, oh a pretty face. <laughs> Let me click on that, and it doesn't really matter what they say. Really, for real? Have you ever seen this? Um, uh, not even women, girls at maybe age 16, 17. And you look at their videos, they have a lot of views and shares. They talk about nothing at all. They, they turn on their camera. They, and they, they comb their hair in front of the camera. They don't say anything that's substantial or no topic at all. They just turn on the camera and they just go. And God bless them for doing that because I can see the views. And I think, of course, you know, they're... they're page is monetized those videos are monetized and maybe they're earning around 200 to 500 uh, peso per 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 uh, per month or maybe 1000 let's just say one uh, maybe no 100000 a month or 50000 that's a lot of money for not doing anything and, and i don't think there's a lot of work put into it no thought at all right have you ever observed that 
I have. Yeah. Um, Do you see yourself doing that? No, <laughs> I personally don't want to do that. <laughs> but I, I see those people. And yeah. yeah, I do know that um, with the trends of like, if we're talking about marketing wise, video is just something that's going to soar forever. Or exactly. At least within yeah. the next decade. Mm -hmm. And that's why people enjoy consuming video content. And I think um, other people just get really lucky in terms of putting out that type of video content, whatever it may be that mm -hmm. they're doing. Um, because the chances are people will enjoy that more than other forms of content. So I can see I can see why people are jumping on that trend and trying to leverage it as much as they can. Um, I personally would rather not do that for now. <laughs> yeah. You know what? To each his own. You know, I don't like those kind of content, to be honest with you. Uh, but if it's if you're successful doing it, why not? You know, um, especially yeah, when you're exactly. making money out of it, you know? this generation is just yeah. way too different it's just way too different you can create a very very good content with uh with substance but it, there's not so much views because people get bored their attention span is very very short um mm -hmm. when when you put up videos like that but if it's if it's a video about just pranks and anything else that's somehow fabricated but it's somehow uh, media friendly you know they will click on that. Anyway, never mind those things. How long have you been staying here in the Philippines? And what was your first impression? Did you come here off quite often for vacations? And what made you decide to, to finally settle here? Oh, I've been living here since 2009. 2009. Oh, because, but I was okay. born and raised in the US. Um, oh, okay. So that part of my life, I still remember. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I've been here for more than half of my life already, I think. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You never learned Tagalog? Yeah. I have. Okay. I, I'm fluent in Tagalog, but it's just um English is my first language. But like if you talk to me in Tagalog right now, if you want to switch, by the naman. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tagalog is hindi masyadong magaling because I'm Bisaya. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's stick to English. <laughs> Because I've actually listened to your podcast, and I maybe I maybe I didn't get it right away because I thought you you just came here last two thousand fifteen. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> so you you came here in the Philippines. You went back home basically, but you are a dual citizen, right? You have dual citizenship. Yes. yes. If you were a, mm -hmm. if you were given a chance to like to settle down, um, where would you choose here or there? Oh, that's such a good question because honestly, I came back here when I was 10 or like 10 uh -huh. years old. Yeah. And honestly, at the time, my parents, I don't know if they'll see this, but my parents didn't really explain why we were moving back here. <laughs> and so me and my siblings, we were just sort of confused why, um, about the sudden move. And there was some restraint. There was some hesitancy to come back here, yeah. at least inside of me. Um, because I just didn't know why I didn't I didn't really understand why we had to move back mm -hmm. and then I couldn't do anything about it because I was young and so I grew up here um, this is where my you know my brain started to develop more because I was reaching adolescence and all of that stuff and I thought that I would go back to America by the time that I would graduate mm -hmm. um, graduate college college and then I don't know like 
things just started to change because at the time I wanted to go to med school and I was like, okay, med school is cheaper here in the Philippines. Like that's a fact. And also like if I were to move back to America after college, I would have to repeat university because unfortunately exactly. they wouldn't credit they don't count. The, the courses that I took here. Yeah. yeah. And that sucks. Honestly, like that's so dumb because like exactly. the Philippine educational system, it's not perfect, but no, nothing's so perfect even in the us or yeah. anywhere else it, yeah. in the us it's just more expensive but it doesn't mean that it's perfect mm -hmm. maybe a lot more advanced when it comes to like uh, facilities and you know state-of-the-art mm -hmm. yeah this and that yada yada the classrooms look better i don't know but i've never been there <laughs> in the philippines you know um all oh, right <laughs> yeah it, it's beautiful here it's beautiful here to be honest mm -hmm. with you it's beautiful here. Um, if I had enough money, if I had the money to be able to somehow sustain for myself and just stay here and live here and settle down, um, that would be great. But, you know, career wise, um, it's not really somehow realistic. You know, you want to be able to live mm -hmm. a little bit more comfortable, you know, because I'm supporting my parents. Mm -hmm. And you, on the other hand, have that opportunity wide open. So you know that in the back of your head, I can always go there every time that I want to. So do you ever see yourself going back there and not, I mean, settling, I mean, settling down there? I feel like in the past, yes, because in the past, I thought that I was going to be a doctor. <laughs> and then that's what I was determined to, to like, um, go to med school here. And then once I like passed the board exam or something, I would go to to the US and that's where I would actually practice. But again, since the pandemic happened and since I pressed pause on the doctor dream, wow. I'm just like in it I'm would be funny if you limbo. would be a, if you would be doing that as a career, <laughs> you know, marketing. It's just way, you know, far away from but being a doctor was your dream or your parents' dream? Who convinced you? Yourself oh, or it was influence? my dream. It was my dream. I really wanted to be a doctor and science was something that I enjoyed during high school and college and it was something that I was actually good at um, in terms of like learning all the concepts and yeah it, it was really something that I wanted to do that's why it was so hard to sort of let it go for a while it, it really was so hard to accept that you know everything that I was sort of building my life mm -hmm. for was just not gonna happen and but yeah actually I'm I'm grateful that I still got to experience it. I did get to learn a lot. Wow, um, you're you're and... you're you're talking like there's no going back. What do you mean no going back? I mean, you're you're saying that as if you you finally decided not to go back or not to pursue med school anymore. Mm, no, because my mind, what I told myself is, as long as this pandemic is going on, I'm this not is gonna never going to go away. School. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like if they go like complete face to face classes again, that's sort of the time that I'll start considering mm -hmm. it again. Yeah. Um, yeah. But because I know that it's sort of far from now, it's just really not something on mm -hmm. my mind because I think I could put my energy to better use, you know, like all that thinking mm -hmm. isn't really going to do me any good right now. And so that's why I choose to use my energy for for my work or for this podcast and so yeah <laughs> okay so what if um everything goes back to somehow semi-normal that you're able to go back to school and it's allowed to have face-to-face -face, face -face classes but half of the class which is i think a lot of the countries are doing now you know 
um, mm -hmm. would you pursue? Would you go back to med school? Or would you miss what you're doing here in the Philippines? Or why not pursue med school here, right? Yeah, I yeah. would most likely pursue med school here still. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I think um, if the situation does go back to like semi-normal, the first thing that I would think of is the finances. Um, because I have an older brother and then I'm the second child and then I have two younger siblings. Mm. So my two siblings, they're they're still in high school, they're still in elementary, so they're not gonna go to college. Yeah, yeah they're yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, throughout this year, I also thought to myself, like, if I do go back to med school, I don't necessarily want to burden my parents with more wow. financial so commitments that they have to do. Yeah. And so like I have two choices. I could either save up for it myself, aka through whatever work it is yeah. that I, I can do, or I try to get a scholarship. And so like those are my two choices. But I definitely don't want my parents to pay for my med school anymore because I just want them to not have to worry. I want them to enjoy not having that many children in school. <laughs> but like <laughs> at least that idea that they have to pay for tuition, you know. Okay. Whatever it is that you, you decide, I hope, you know, that you get it. Because you know, if you if you spend a lot of time doing, you know, a certain job, you will find yourself being burned out or maybe enjoying it. And sometimes people just do the same thing over and over and they don't look for any other um, opportunities. Okay. Anyway, I want to talk about your podcast uh, before moving on to the next one. Um, what was the first video video game console you ever played? Because you're younger, I think you played the PC right away, right? The desktop. Yeah. You never uh -huh. got into but the I Playstations, I, the Nintendo. By the way, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? I'm 23. Oh, you're way too young. You never experienced Nintendo, <laughs> Sega, Sega Saturn. Um, what else? Um, Arcade, the Atari video games, Super Mario Brothers. No, right? I've seen them. Like, um, we're born I, with a better I graphics. I really remember <laughs> like seeing my brother, my uh, older brother. Okay. He had some consoles when we were younger. And so that's sort of like the faint memory that I have of consoles. Okay. Like, what was, what was what this console? looks like and stuff. I don't remember. You don't remember the console? <laughs> Does that sound bad? <laughs> no, it's not so bad. It's just that when you turn on a video game console, you will actually there's there's a certain nostalgia, especially the yeah, intro the, the music. Boom, 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 boom. Uh -huh. it, you, you should be able to tell that that's a Sony PlayStation yeah. or that's a Nintendo. No, nothing. I remember. Wait, I think it was a PlayStation. You think it was a PlayStation One? I think it was a PlayStation. Because oh. in my head, I'm trying to remember. It was like a gray rectangle, and then there were yeah. like yeah, yeah, buttons there, and then yeah. the CD. Yeah, it the would CD pop thing. Up. Yeah, yeah, but um, uh -huh. after a year, Sega, which is a company, they actually copied that version, CD as well, but bigger, thicker, rectangular shape, a lot more attractive than the, the Sony PlayStation. I'm sorry, you know, I'm geeking out when it comes to video games, but I'm not a video gamer now. <laughs> I was way back then. Okay, so okay, so let's just move on. Uh, desktop, right? Desktop and. I was listening to your podcast. The first game you said, correct me if I'm wrong, that you really enjoyed was Minecraft. Technically, as a young adult, oh, that's okay. the first thing. That's the first game that I really uh -huh. enjoyed. But it's not the first game that I remember mm. enjoying, if that makes sense. Okay. Mm -hmm. What was the first game that you enjoyed playing? 
RuneScape. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard about that. It's I'm so RuneScape. sorry. What is this all about? <laughs> I think it's wait. RuneScape. It's an, um, it's an MMORPG, huh? What's the name? The name of the game? RuneScape. RuneScape. Yeah. Okay, but just hearing the title, it seems like an adventure. Um, role-playing game which is in the jungle and you do a lot of running that's it um not necessarily a jungle but mm. like yeah it's a it's an rpg game it's an mmo actually okay and i i grew up watching my brother play it first mm -hmm. and at the time it was only the two of us so i i had to spend time with him and i basically just i would stand like he would be playing on the pc and i would just stand right next to him and i would watch and i was like oh that's that seems cool and then i was really grateful because you know how like sometimes siblings would fight or they yeah. would get annoyed at each yeah. other if ever they interrupt or something my brother he was actually the one that introduced me to the game like he wanted me to play, to play. the game oh, nice and that's so sweet wait i I'm, i was actually pretty young at the time i think i was like only seven or okay six so like relatively young for someone that has to play on a pc um but because of my brother like he was the one that helped me set up an account he was the one that taught me how to play the game and all the controls and i'm actually really grateful that he was like that like he didn't get annoyed or anything and <laughs> from runescape we moved on to just like other games that i saw my brother playing and um, I tried those out, but then as I, you know, grew up and we eventually moved to the Philippines, I didn't really focus so much on gaming anymore. Mm -hmm. And then that's why after a few years, it was only in 2018, I think, that I started playing more intently for video games because <laughs> I really enjoyed it now as a young adult. And so, yeah. Okay. Um, when you got here in the Philippines, were you surprised how Filipinos are crazy over video games? no no that was expected <laughs> i don't know because as a kid i i didn't really um, oh you were 10 you were 10 so like, you were 10 oh my goodness yeah i was like okay. um, i what, didn't really pay attention to it what video game are you crazy about you know right now you always play that you always play that you have in your laptop or your pc that you find not well, really something that you just play because you have time to kill that you really somehow enjoy playing mm -hmm. yeah so over the past year, I've sort of been switching because I love MMORPGs. I love survival yeah. games. Um, I'm not a fan of first-person shooter. I'm really <laughs> terrible at it. I'm not good at MOBAs either because I get stressed and confused. And so that's why I stick to, you know, survival RPGs. And right mm. now, um, actually the past, I think two months, I've been playing Myth of Empires. It's actually an early access game, but I enjoy it. But before that, I was playing a bunch of New World, Dying Light, uh, Minecraft. I love that. <laughs> Valheim, a lot of other things. I don't know if I should enumerate them or not, but it's okay. mostly just that genre. Yeah. Wow. The only game that I knew that you mentioned was Minecraft. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while, you know? No, it's okay. The only game that I have in my phone is NBA 2K, which I never touch. Um, when oh, I was I playing that also, <laughs> you, what you saw at it? <laughs> yeah, we had an Xbox before, and then that was like the wow, game that my dude, brother wanted to Xbox to buy. is the way to go. It's better than PC games. Yeah. 
I'm sorry, I'm old school. Yeah, but we don't have it anymore, so. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know if you can relate, but I think your brother can. The, the games that I grew up playing were Street, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. Mm. I think I'm way older than your brother as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but Resident Evil, uh, those kind of games. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Mm. Let's talk about your podcast more. Okay, so when you were looking for like, um, what you were going to do, what were you going to talk about with your podcast, um, I think both is good. You know, you talk about life because li life can be broad. That that's the path that I chose to. I didn't want to talk about certain topic like astrology or or you know um, mm. rights because that's what I've noticed in most uh, podcasts. Uh, um, they they have a theme that they go. Uh, they they talk about sports strictly NBA or football. I want to talk about life because sooner or later I'm gonna run out of topic to talk about. So basically, I just want to talk about anything. Was this the same thought that you had in mind as well, or you really did start with? Because I, I, I as I, um, I was listening to you, I, I was thinking that maybe the the correlation of life uh, from gaming just came after later on. But you really wanted to talk about video games initially, am I correct or what? Yeah, yeah, that was like um, talking about video games was the second idea that I had for the podcast because like in the first one I sort of went down the the more broad route mm -hmm. but I wasn't happy with it I I didn't really feel like I would enjoy talking about it you know yeah. I don't know that was just like the feeling that I got like I knew that um I still had to think about it and so when I thought about the video game thing I was like I felt a lot more sure that mm -hmm. I would enjoy talking about that in that way and then in terms of like wondering or worrying about running out of topics <laughs> i am someone that loves to be prepared i talk about this on the podcast also and as someone that wants to be prepared and i'm also someone that wants to make sure that i do a good job <laughs> oh. i'm a i'm sort of a perfectionist in a way but not in the sense like i'm not willing to try anymore that's also something that i had to overcome um but i just wanted to do things well and in the process of starting this podcast, I was like, okay, I, if I start this podcast, I want to make sure that I can keep it up for at least a year. Like that's how dedicated I want to be to this podcast because I really want to grow in it. I want to learn how to like edit the audio. I want to learn how to communicate. Do you do guests. your like, thumbnails as well? Start... Huh? Did you yeah, do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was also another thing that I enjoyed learning about. So like there were all these other aspects and I was like, okay, I want to do it for a year. And so that's why even before I launched, even before I recorded my trailer, mm -hmm. I thought about a year's worth of episodes. Wow, I'm so impressed. <laughs> yeah. And so that's how that's how much I wanted to do this thing. Like that was just really not only my personality, but that just I just really wanted to do it and I wanted to do it well. And to me, that's, I wanted to be prepared with like the episodes. I didn't want to, you know, miss a week or anything like that. Um, that's just me. Like podcasters don't have to do that, but I just wanted to make sure that I had stuff to talk about. And when I had that list, I was like, okay, let's, it's just, it's just a matter of like which topic I'm in the mood to talk about first. Mm -hmm. And so I still adapt to like whatever's happening in my life right now. Like I don't strictly follow that list, mm -hmm. um, but it's just there to remind me like, okay, if I do, um, if I don't feel like talking about 
this topic? What about this one? Or like, how can I switch it around a bit? Um, but yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm so impressed. <laughs> because my podcast, most of my episodes, and not, not most, every episode that I make is just, okay, let's talk. And whatever, whatever we talk about, that's okay. You know, I just like being organic. But there's, um, <laughs> but there's also something good to that, though. There's something yeah. nice about having mm -hmm. that spontaneity and just um, going off whatever the other person says. I, I like that. Um, again, it was just my personality. <laughs> yeah, but that's <laughs> to good, too. Prepared. You know, um, that's good, too, because it's very tricky, especially when you talk to somebody and, OK, what are we going to talk about? That's 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 what uh, they keep on, you know, asking that in their heads. Mm -hmm. And you can somehow notice that by just looking at them. OK, OK, I'm not running out of topic, but. No, we just, most of my podcasts, when we start a conversation, we just talk about anything. So, yeah, <laughs> I apologize for that one. <laughs> no, 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 I enjoy it as well. No, I, to be honest with you, I'm enjoying this a lot, you know? It just being able to meet somebody that I don't know, that, that's actually a privilege, you know? That, that's the, yeah, it's an yeah. opportunity, it's a privilege. And at the same time, it actually, it feels like you're growing your network. Um, when you actually mentioned that you're just basically going to do your podcast a year, you know, just a year, me, I plan to do this as long as I can. And, uh, um, when I go back to abroad, if God willing, I, I want to be able to have a, a, like a, a setup where I'm not talking to somebody online, but I have a guest there. If I don't know, it's just a plan, but I don't take this thing seriously because it's a way for me to just vent and just talk and just be who I am and just let my guests, if I have one, um, just speak about anything. I'm going to tell you something, um, Isa. The second episode that I had with my podcast, he, he was Canadian. Uh, he's Canadian. He did drugs in front of me. He did cocaine. And wow. <laughs> yeah, I didn't care. And, <laughs> and he asked me, is this going to ruin your podcast? I told him, no, no I don't care. Uh, and he told me, Marty, you can, t you can, upload whatever you want. You can put whatever you want. But I did not do that, of course, you know. I was afraid that I was going to ruin his job. Um, and after that, I found out that there's a lot of people that are very depressed. Um, I had a guest also that cried. Um, I had a guest that was forced into marrying somebody that she doesn't love because of fixed marriages in their country. This and that. I love the adventure of having that somehow organic, conversation where you don't know what's going to happen okay and <laughs> anyway let's talk about um let's talk about christmas um so you you told me earlier that you know you're you're actually doing your best to finish everything before christmas begins are you going to spend it here or you're going to go back to the u.s where exactly oh, in the u.s by the way here i was um born and raised in california nice wow can you can can you tell me what's great about California for somebody like me who has never been there? Like short, a brief, something, something. What's great about Cali? Well, honestly, these are memories that I still have yeah. when I was a kid, right? Like, yeah. I was 10 when I left. <laughs> um, but what I remember is just like, it's it's clean, the spacing, the Oh roads, my God, clean! When you drive. That's the first thing that you said. <laughs> Filipinos, the ambience, we're not clean. The ambience, <laughs> the ambience there is just more fresh. I guess. Are you fresh? Um, we're not clean, and we're not fresh, <laughs> Filipinos. What do you think about this? 
Are you offended? <laughs> we have pollution. We have a lot more pollution here. That's I'm sorry. a fact. I just stopped her. She was going to say something, you know, everywhere. something offensive towards our country, but I stopped her. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you, you know? It's, it's sad, but it's true. You know, we love our country. Um, I don't know which one you love better because obviously you're both. But it's true, you know, it's true, right? Where do you live exactly in Manila? Because Manila is crazy. The traffic, the pollution, the pushing, the shoving in the bus, the falling in line, you know? I lived in Manila uh, when I was in college, but when the pandemic started, I moved back to the province. What province? Which province? Um, Batangas. Batangas. Can you speak Batangueño? I used to when I was in high school, but then it's now completely gone. This is where your parents were coming from? From Batangas? That's your province? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh -huh. nice. Both and, of them, yeah. And Batangas is peaceful. It's not so traffic, not heavy on traffic as well. No pollution. A little still. bit, yes. <laughs> it is? Uh-huh. Well, a lot less than Manila, though. Manila is just crazy. I know. I don't, I, I'm a Filipino. I don't like, I don't even like going around in Manila, you know? Um... I just way too crowded and there's a lot of shoving when you go uh ride you know even even catching a bus is hard you have to fall in line right mm -hmm. yeah okay so those are the things that you miss in the u.s fresh air clean environment what else oh the people there the people, the people there <laughs> do you agree when they say that um americans are more you know not americans but the westerners in general are more open-minded compared to Filipinos, do you agree that? Do you agree with that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true, right? Do you think Filipinos are overly sensitive? Us, we're sensitive. Come on. Overly sensitive. Okay, let's just say sensitive. Like, it, that's I... a strong word. Overly. What about sensitive? Are, do you think we're we're too sensitive, or we're too sensitive? I mean, we're sensitive. We easily get offended. Filipinos. I'm going to talk about sensitivity in the sense that I think Filipinos have the tendency to react a lot quicker. Yeah. Out of emotion. Without thinking what it's about. Yeah. Especially when it's coming uh -huh. from, you know, it's a pop up from a phone, it's an article. You know, they don't really read mm -hmm. the entire thing. They just react right away, like, yeah. Ugh, what is going on? Okay. But that's a different <laughs> thing. Um, I'm also talking yeah. about maybe social issues and, um, maybe you know in general in life we react because i'm a filipino and yes that that part of me also comes out um problems you know financially or when somebody tells me okay don't panic but something happened like what what is going on you know um that's just me being a filipino but certainly um this generation is I don't know if I was to compare this generation and my generation. I think this generation is more sensitive, um, but uh, I don't know because you, you can't compare, right? Especially when it comes to politics. Have you seen your social media lately? Um, people, when people talk yes. about, you know, here in our home, we have different votes, and I keep mine for myself, and I don't talk about it that much because everybody has the right to vote whatever that person i mean whatever that person did in the past or whatever that person is doing now we should respect that you know and i can see a lot of people especially my clients you know i don't 
post anything because I'm afraid that my client's going to see it or somebody's going to see it and I'm afraid about offending anybody. You know, but sometimes I have strong opinions about something that I keep for myself. Um, are you the same way? Are you careful about, you know, commenting on uh, politics or other people's somehow thoughts when you notice that you have something to say? Are you going to say it right away or do you somehow keep it for yourself? Because that's actually one problem of having a podcast because us, we people like us, me and you are talkative. You know, sometimes we just, <laughs> yes, sooner or later, I think, I don't know, I'm, I may be wrong, but sooner or later, you're going to find out that, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about this in my episode, in my podcast later on, because this is something that I really, really need to vent rather than posting this on Facebook. Um, I forgot my, my, my question was, are you this kind of person? <laughs> yeah. Or do you keep it for yourself? Yeah, so do you have a, a filter? There. Mm-hmm. A couple of things there because before I think two to three years ago I was someone that would see something on social media whatever it is good bad happy sad and it would impact me so much that was the type of person that I was like if I saw news about like um let's say um a huge community that got flooded because of the storm um mm -hmm. and i would see like all of the sad stories i would end up getting really sad and throughout my day i would just be down um i am someone that's very emotional that's a fact like i've learned to accept that um but what i had to do is i had to learn how to control my emotions in the sense that i don't become um apathetic but still i i learned how to manage things because we're talking about like political stuff and voicing out opinions right i believe yeah. that if you have something to say it's not wrong to voice it out it's the matter it's about how you deliver it how you send your message it's across. about how you communicate yeah. that idea yeah mm -hmm. um because if you're doing it from a place of reactivity which i i used to do that a lot in the past and that's why i had to learn how to in a place of being of real <laughs> yeah, yeah like um not just me giving like my own opinions mm -hmm. but me taking in opinions of other people yeah. like that's something that i really had to work on because i had to realize like yes one people deserve to you know voice out whatever opinions they have whatever thought process that they have besides uh behind their words or um the things that they say online they have a right to that but then as you as someone that consumes social media or content that you see online you have an opportunity to you know filter out which ones you'll really take in yeah and which ones you know for a fact are just meant to trigger you are meant to um get you to say something so that you could be be the person in like the negative light like because because that happens that happens people intentionally post things online to just trick and fool other people for the sake exactly. of exactly it. it's, it's a subliminal message what, to a friend of theirs in facebook too yeah people do that mm -hmm, yeah. yeah and so that's something that i had to learn but in terms of me actually you know sharing things that are related to what i believe in or um, I, I personally don't try to reply to other people's comments when I do see triggering comments. And that's because I know for a fact that I, I might go crazy or like, I might say something out of reactivity. So I try my best to like hold it in, but 
in terms of like sharing my own thoughts yeah you know like mm -hmm. i'm definitely okay with that like i'm okay to like click share or and then write in the caption what i think um but i right now i think i just don't have um i've learned the difference between when to respond to someone and exactly when to just yeah. not create more commotion around something that doesn't mean that you shouldn't talk about you know important topics like obviously hard conversations are still important to have that's true and i think that just the tricky part is everything is mostly done online and that's why we have to be careful still there's so many things that go on online like if you say something to someone they could easily and you say something offensive you say something um derogatory they could use that against you because that's part Absolutely. of like um, the law of like social media use and so those are so many things that you have to be careful of but you know at the end of the day you shouldn't be afraid to voice out your concerns your opinions you shouldn't be um you should be willing <laughs> to have conversations but i think the emphasis is now more on having those conversations with the people around you in person right because that's such a better way to communicate especially if you're on two opposing ends so i agree with you 100 i don't know if i yeah. answered your question i actually did. forgot your question you did you did <laughs> yeah anyway isa um i mean isa isa <laughs> okay just a few more questions i i, I want to be able to um somehow ask this question what do you do for fun when you're not working or when you're not doing a podcast what is isa's hobby i play video games <laughs> what else aside from that any outdoor well honestly activities? um that's something that i have to work on because this this room is this your... is where i spend most of my hours <laughs> and i'm aware of that i'm aware that this is where i spend most of my day um i i don't know like i still have i know for a fact that i have to go outside and like i used to exercise a lot uh -huh. and consistently but it was in october yeah it was in october when i was already you know preparing for the launch that's sort of when i didn't prioritize exercising that much anymore <laughs> um so i feel guilty but i don't have any other you know what hobbies whatever you say. do in life i think you can you can always do this As, for example if you proceed med school you can you can make episodes talking about your course and your experience you can talk about health you know um whatever it is that you you touch a certain topic specifically there's always going to be audience for that there's always going to be people listed listening especially when you uh create maybe just uh you know small clips of you talking about uh you know your course i think people can relate to that you know, it, it, it's a cool way of build, building your own um, somehow community. Really, for real, for real. I advise you to do that. Um, the world is shallow. I, 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 I swear to God. <laughs> not just med school. I'm, I'm talking about in general. You can talk about video games too. Why not try? You know, try. Just make a short video about video games. Talk about this is the video game that I'm addicted now. I'm playing this blah, 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 yada, yada. And try to put it out there and see how people react to that. Of course, it's not going to happen right away in an instant that people are going to like it or people are, you know, the, the views are going to go up, but it's a start. And the reason why I'm saying that, Isa, is because you're pretty. You're pretty. When I posted your picture on my story, <laughs> that's what 
<laughs> that that's what most comments that I got. She's pretty. Where did you get her? Where did I get her? I met her online. What are you talking about? Yeah. So that's what you know they said about the picture. Yeah. So banked on that. Really for real. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Like, yeah. Um. I honestly think I'm still hesitant to create more video content because, like, I tried TikTok and I tried. Posting Instagram reels, like those are the ones with my actual face on it. Yeah. Um, it was, it was such a hurdle to overcome that because you have I TikTok. Know, I, I think what do you do in TikTok? About like, I just sum up what I talk about in my episodes, but like in oh, shorter. Oh, I thought you were dancing on TikTok. Do you see yourself dancing on TikTok? Oh gosh, no. <laughs> um, I was a dancer in the past, but why don't I you do don't that? I don't want to. <laughs> Do you think it's silly? <laughs> Do you think it's silly? Or no. No. I don't. I think it's just about preference. Um, what type of content you enjoy making. Wow, that's a cool chick. And TikToking it, and talking about her podcast. With... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 